Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. The brain implant thing. We are going to get to space, trust me. Um, the brain implant thing. I had a friend that sent me an article on it, and he was asking some questions. I'm like, don't you watch sci-fi movies? <laughs> it's called Cerebros. So are they... Everything comes to fruition that's in a sci-fi yeah. movie. Star Trek and all of them. So is so I haven't seen this particular article you're talking about. Is that the one where they'll He's be able to so that they can fly uh, aircraft and things, you or know. because you can think a thought and it'll actually do? Now it. here's the here's the geopolitical side of this. In the past, because there's a lot of different directions you can take that. I mean, you can genetically engineer soldiers for quicker response. Yeah, but we're probably going to get to fighter jets that don't have people. Have you, have like you, yeah, so, we're uh, about so space. space between your ears in the Elon Musk thing, the, the, it brings up a bunch, and, and I mean a bunch, of different social norms and, and questions. And just so the friend of mine was like, well, you know, if you think about it, it's Cerebros, I guess. Oh. Things come from sci-fi movies. But... There's a nefarious side and there's a, uh, a opportunity to do a lot of good. So this is back to the political science, social stuff. In the past, if you were going to do some research like this, it would have come out as a medical study because you're going to help stroke victims or uh, people with brain injuries and, and they would do it. There's none of that. None of that this time. There's no, we're going to do this because we're going to try to improve people. Do you get the difference? Yep. But 10 years ago, seven years ago, it would have been under the guise of a medical. We're right. Gonna, we're going to improve medical. We're going to improve people's lives. That right. Something culturally has changed where, okay, we're not going to put this veil on it. We're just going to, no, we're going to, we're going to improve people. Yep. So that's a big leap. That, that, that That's really a big leap going from, okay, we're going to give you the warm fuzzy side. So this is amazing too. There's a device that has come out very similar to what you're talking about. What's the name of the Cerebros. movie? Cerebros. Cerebros. I've from, never seen the movie. Really? No. What movie is it from? Uh, uh, yeah, with Wolverine and. So I've never been a big fan of those. Really? You're talking about Patrick Stewart. And yeah. That was the device he put yeah, on his head. Really? So he could contact all the other mutants. You know, or... I'm a big, I'm a big fan of his because of Star Trek, but but I've never got into. That's I can't remember the name of the movies yeah. now. Um, we'll think of it here. I'm sure everybody's screaming us yeah. at us right now. So you're paralyzed, right? And there is now a device that's coming out that's very much like Bluetooth, where where your back has been broken, right? It can actually you put this device on both sides of where the brake is at, and it will communicate. The spine will communicate with each other again. Really? Okay. The Bluetooth thing is that's legitimate medical. That would be a huge breakthrough. Uh, this this device that's just coming out, and and uh, I think will give a lot of hope to a lot of people in the world too. So, anyway, wow, you know, up, uh, and so Artemis. Think of Artemis now as Apollo. Okay, so the 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 ship's name is Orion, uh, but there was Apollo one, Apollo eleven, Apollo thirteen, of course. So next one will be Artemis two, Artemis three. So we're talking sci-fi stuff. I, I think automatically yeah. men in black and. The thing to save the world was on Orion's that's, belt. That's correct. And then you start talking Artemis, which 
a very bad Will Smith movie. Artemis, Artemis One Artemis launches Gordon. on Monday. That's Artemis correct. Gordon. Yep. Um, and we'll be if everything goes according to plan. We'll be in, we'll be in space for forty two days. We're we're going to be out there for forty two days, and and this is so nineteen seventies. But we're going to be splashing down in the Pacific Ocean, and I'm sure I'm sure Elon is thinking, "What? <laughs> Why aren't they just landing on a pad yeah, somewhere?" <laughs> so after this is done. We will be cleared to go to space in the Artemis, or we'll be cleared to go to the moon in the Artemis with man spacecraft. So, yeah. So the Artemis 2 will be cleared, if this goes according to plan, Artemis 2 will be cleared to take people to the moon. We probably haven't had a sensor array ever, like what's going to be going around the moon now, especially well, the dark side. The dark side's know. been rather... Dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> Not a lot of information no. about it. But... I'm wondering, because there were some rumors earlier this year floating around about the Chinese doing some yes. stuff on the dark side yeah. of the moon. Yeah, and some that they want to claim it. So is that the impetus for this, do I you don't, think? Has this fired up the program going, well, wait a minute, we need to find out what they're doing over there on the dark side of the moon, yeah. and we need to plant another flag? I think, I think all of the above. But there's a lot of talk about uh, um, that that a country is going to claim it. We have a bona fide space race going on again. And it's not just between countries. It's between public and private sector as well. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's SpaceX, there's Virgin, there's, there's blue, oh, blue, yeah, blue, blue uh, yeah. with Amazon. But we have this, we have this race going on, uh, and a lot of it is to, it, it's basically a race to Mars. Because well, that's the end game. That is the end game. I'll be able to count all the little Chinese at the secret base. <laughs> so in the dark. it's interesting, right? Um, so yeah, that would be fun. I would love to see the dark I wonder, side. But now you got to remember, it, 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 there could be something going on with Chinese. There's a bigger picture involved with going to the moon. Yes. So the moon is needed as a jump-off point, whether it's for exploration or for a manned mission um, or stockpiling for building yeah, supplies because the mission is to get to Mars. And, and right. then after Mars, who it knows? Just, it just makes but, the most sense. We would have to probably build some type of major space station. So so there's there's been that talk, but most people talk about building some type of livable facility on the moon and that will be the jump off point to go to Mars eventually. I'm, I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, the job that it creates, right? So you're, you're the person, your job is to bring supplies to the moon. So every week you kiss your significant other goodbye and I'll, I'll see you in a week, honey. How the <laughs> heck you, is that going to work? Can you imagine what this is going to be like, right? So it's funny. Instead of a CDL, you need a what? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of license do I need to go to the moon with, right? Yeah. There's space tourism. And there's a couple of companies and hotel chains, I mean, that are actually looking at putting a hotel in space that will actually float around the earth. These are all cool. things being planned right now. It's, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I would do it too. I mean, I'm not going to get to space as an astronaut, I'm guessing, or as a passenger, but I think if I could buy a ticket you know, and then, you know, 
go to go. Star Trek is just crazy with the stuff that's come from those movies. But go back, go back even further. Forbidden Planet, sci-fi ish technology. That was like, wow, that's really cool. The movie dreamed about yeah. it, and some engineer takes a look at that movie, and they're like, I can well, do that. That's possible. Yeah, let's make that happen. Us can help with that. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through the top ten inventions that have come out of NASA. And by the way, it's only the top ten. You'd be stunned. There are hundreds and hundreds. Oh, me, I think it's been up there for a while. It's been a while, so it should be fun. All right. All right. So the top ten, memory foam. So memory foam in the early 1960s, the aeronautical engineer named Charles Yost worked on technology designed to make sure that the Apollo command module and its astronauts could be recovered safely after landing. That experience came in handy four years later when Yost was tapped to help NASA's uh, research center developed airplane seating that could absorb the energy of crashes and increase passengers' tan- chances of survival. And that has turned into memory foam, which we all use and love. The memory foam came from NASA. Anti-corrosion coatings. One challenge with space exploration is that equipment must w- must withstand radical conditions from the heat of rocket exhaust to extreme cold in space. Arterial vision came from NASA. The ability to look in your arteries, you know, like with, see if you have plaque building up in them or whatever, came from NASA. So the result was arterial vision software can be used with ultrasound equipment to perform a non-invasive examination of a patient's cardi... carotid... (laughs) cochlear implants for the hearing impaired. That one from NASA. Uh, in the so late seventies, cochlear implants for the hearing impaired, and that has changed the lives of so many people. I know a couple of people who have the implants. So this one is interesting: scratch-resistant eyeglass lenses. This is important because in 1972, the FDA uh, declared that all sunglasses and prescription lenses be shatter-resistant. So up until that time, eyeglasses were glass. What would happen is if they were to break, shards of glass would end up in your eyes. Right. So it was a significant health hazard to have eyeglasses on at the time. We don't even think about it anymore. So there you go. So you can thank thank all the eyeglasses that we wear nowadays to um, to now. the thick solution called emulsified <laughs> zero valent iron can be injected into the groundwater where it neutralizes toxic chemicals that pose a threat to the environment. The technology transitioned easily into commercial markets with chemical manufacturing oil companies purchasing the solution to remediate land contaminated with toxic matter from their businesses. So they developed a pump, uh, insulin-dependent diabetes, also known as type 1 uh, diabetes. Technology known today as an insulin pump has helped monitor the health of people living with diabetes since the late 80s. Interesting. Life shears. Like the jaws of life. That's correct. So NASA had to develop a way to, in case of crashes or whatever, because you're dealing with mangled, much mangled, more probably so than a car crash, right? So the jaws of life came along because of it in 1994. A type of cutting equipment that comes in handy during emergency and rescue situations. Uh, LASIK surgery. Technology used to track astronauts' eyes during periods in space in order to assess how humans' frames of reference are affected by weightlessness has become essential for use during LASIK surgery. This is a big one. Solar cells. 
out of need to power space missions. Their biggest invention, by the way, that they claim is water filtration. Oh, yeah. So water filtration in the 70s, NASA developed filtration systems that utilize iodine and cartridge filters to ensure that astronauts had access to safe, tasteless water. The filtering technology is now standard across the world. Wireless headsets. Along with two airline pilots who invented a prototype of a wireless headset, NASA built a light, hands-free communication system which would allow astronauts to communicate with teams on Earth. There's, there's so many ways that you can make a wireless headset. Now, Bluetooth just happens to be the most popular. The big one I wanted to get to, the phone or our cameras and our phones. Isn't this something? So in the 1990s, NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory invented a light miniature imaging system that required little energy in order to take high-quality photographs from space. This technology has become standard in cell phone and computer cameras. Amazing. We talked about that before, you know, Take your cell phone camera and take a picture of the night sky. The resolution is amazing. Yep. So here's a couple other ones real quick. 3D food printing. Well, So they're coming up with cartridges that you pop the cartridge in and then you program it to t- you know, be like an orange paste or whatever it is for a dessert. And it will actually create that. Computer mouse was invented by really? NASA. While searching for a way to increase interaction with onboard computers and allow users to perform tasks like manipulate data, so. CDL in space? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. I'm going to be sending my stuff to the moon. Uh, Help. Thank you for listening to the Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.